Those buildings you see around you, well, they were designed for yesterday's weather and climate. But what about the buildings of the future? A new report reveals a large gap between today's building standards and what will work best for tomorrow's climate. I have today with me two authors of the report. Heidi Roop directs the University of Minnesota's Climate Adaptation Partnership, and Ariane Laxo is Director of Sustainability for architecture firm HGA. Heidi and Ariane, welcome to ClimateCast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Ariane, how have architects and engineers used climate data historically to inform their designs? The general trend is that we're all, as part of standard practice, using historical information because up until the climate really started changing significantly due to climate change, um, it, it was perceived that there was enough similar behavior that you could look at past information to inform the future. Heidi, in this report, you talk about a typical meteorological year. What is that and why is it important to buildings? The way you can think about it simply is it's one year of hourly data that is calculated to best represent the median weather conditions of a given location or a site where we might be putting a building where it needs to operate. So this is important for things like the heating system where you site windows, how much energy a building might consume, what materials you might use, right? Whether you're building a building in California or Minnesota, you're gonna wanna think about the conditions of that building in a different way. But a typical meteorological year or TMY doesn't include things like extreme conditions. And so they're not really well suited to designing systems that meet worst case conditions or changing extremes. They don't necessarily well reflect anymore the range, the frequency, or the intensity of the weather and climate conditions that our buildings will need to withstand and effectively operate within. Ariane, I know you look ahead when you're thinking about future climates and buildings, but let's look back for a second. We know large buildings today are significant greenhouse gas contributors because they do use a lot of energy. What's the opportunity to go back and retrofit our current large building stock? Buildings are currently generating about 40% of annual global CO2 emissions, and the existing building stock is a huge contributor to that. And when we talk about how we can leverage the existing buildings, we also then can avoid additional greenhouse gas emissions of building new. So there's an opportunity here on the embodied carbon side, which is the carbon that's associated with the creation of a building in the first place, your extraction, transportation, manufacturing of products. That's a huge opportunity for us in that seven to 10 years to reduce the embodied carbon. What is the state of Minnesota thinking when they look ahead to building design and our changing climate? This legislative session that's underway right now includes a range of uh, legislation that's both looking at the risks of climate on state-owned buildings and infrastructure, um, and also there are conversations around requiring the consideration of resilient design standards, and that is going to set the stage hopefully for deeper conversations um, at the national scale around how we ensure that these um, design guidelines get integrated and improved and updated, um, looking up to the future and, and across the nation. So it's exciting to see Minnesota leading the way in this space. Heidi Roop with the University of Minnesota and Ariane Laxo with HGA Architects, thanks for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner.